everybody, this is Matt with Simplistic Reviews with another Simplistic Sit Down uh, during the Fantasia Film Fest 2021. I uh, have another special guest, not like uh, all my guests aren't special, they're all special in their own ways. And I have uh, the director of uh, Hotel Poseidon, Steph Lorneau. Um, now, was that close enough? I know we were talking about this a second ago off camera. That, that, so. That's great. You actually pronounced the S at the end, but I, I'm not Lord holding against you. Oh, okay. That's, See? that's, that's excellent. There, okay. Oof, man, the yeah, pressure was on. Yeah, pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you were staring into my soul about getting this right. So I. Uh, it's a dark I, soul. It is. A, oh, well, my, mine's too. We're, we're, we're kindred spirits then, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, hopping on the, uh, uh, doing this interview with me, Steph. Uh, your, your, your film was one of the first films I watched during Fantasia uh, 25th anniversary, 2021, whatever you want to call it. And it was a, uh, something that kind of grabbed my attention. I like the, just the still of seeing Dave looking in a mirror and even the poster, it's kind of cool, gothic-y artwork, art deco type look, and it immediately attracted me. And um, I know you guys in Belgium and France are known for creating things that us Americans over here are like, wow, that was really messed up. Um, and, 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 and you really, you really made it happen for me. So, um, thank you for your dark vision of, um, I guess a darker vision of maybe the shining or something like that. Some guy's oh, personal well, walking through a hotel. My pleasure. <laughs> so, um, first thing I want to talk about is just kind of the genesis of, of the film. Uh, it, it has a very particular, very particular style and what what was your kind of take on were you trying to make like a haunted house film were you trying to make a existential dark psychological dark horror film like what what was the kind of uh the thought process behind uh, putting hotel poseidon together well the answer to that is quite easy i have no idea no oh, perfect um, yes <laughs> well no it's it's like it's um it's the first the, well it's, the, it's my first feature mm -hmm. film um and as always you know my first plays that i did theater plays or um if i haven't done plays for a while and i do something mm. uh, it's always a lot it's it's everything i try to i have a lot to 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 tell i i, I guess um so if you're asking if it was the idea of a horror movie psychological i think it's it's always horror with me. It's also it's always a bit existential. There's always comedy. Yeah. I, I cannot escape uh, a certain lightness in the dark. Uh, <laughs> it's I, I realize it's a bit of a strange kind of comedy. Sometimes very grotesque. Sometimes quite dry. But but I like the idea of just only um, the dark has a, a big appeal. Um, yeah. But but there has to be some some light in it. And the other thing is, I, I love haunted houses. I, I just love the genre. Uh, I would say probably it's my favorite genre in the horror. My my favorite movie is The Old Dark House mm -hmm. uh, by James Whale, 1932. Yeah. It's, it's so fantastic for various reasons. Um, and the, the acting is quite theatrical in a way, very mm -hmm. modern also in a way. Yeah. Very, It's very comedic. Uh, I, the first time I saw, did you see this movie? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, this I watched yeah. it. It was one of the first ones I watched for the festival, and the characters are kind of what got me excited. I think it was included in my like preview of the of the festival as well. I was like, this was like one of the films that I was like, this is right up my my alley. It's almost like a like a Grand Guignol 
film almost in a way too, where it's like very elaborate, but and it's not gory, but it's also like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like grotesque in a lot of ways. It's, it's very weird because I think you're talking about Adult Poseidon and I yeah. actually was asking if you've seen The Old Dark House. Oh, The Old Dark House. No, uh, that uh, James oh. Whale. I mean, I know, I know like Frankenstein and stuff like that, but The Old Dark House, I know of the film. Uh, and I'm more of like, you know, uh, the cabin of like uh, Dr. Caligari and things like that. Oh, so beautiful. Beautiful. things of, of that era, of the silent era, the black and white era, but Old Dark House have not seen but it's now based on your recommendation. If it's something that uh, inspired you, now it has my so, attention. Well, in a way, because you were describing it, you're actually describing Poseidon, and except for mentioning the gory part, I would say it's an excellent description of the old dark house. Oh, if okay. you say like uh, Grand Guignolesque, yeah. uh, you know, the old dark house doesn't have any gore in it, but it's certainly the characters are very Grand Guignol in that movie. Yeah. And I like that outspoken, theatrical style, especially, of course, when coming from the theater. Mm -hmm. So I think I wanted um, in asking what genre or what influences that that Poseidon has, it definitely has theater uh, as a big influence and not a naturalistic acting, mm -hmm. but really a bit, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a question of how loud is the grotesque button? Yeah. You know, do, do this scene, it's on three. Well, this we go for a full on 11. Put and, it up and, on there. And so on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. In, in a lot of scenes too, I feel like the character Dave, I feel yeah. like in, in a lot of ways, it's him stumbling through his life. This like nightmare that he's either created for himself or it's been created for him in a lot of ways. And the way he acts and everybody who's acting off of him, like I think of uh, the funeral director, Amy, uh, that scene to me is like the most hilarious because it almost seems like a ventriloquist scene in a lot of ways. And he's just sitting sure. there on the other side talking about his aunt's funeral and everything. And then you meet Jackie, who's the guy putting this crazy party together, but is also asking Dave, like, do you want me to do something about your aunt? You're not sure what he's going to do, but I feel I feel like there's almost like, in a certain way, Dave is having like a joke put on him a little bit in some ways where everybody's in on the joke except him. And kind of blurring that line between what's reality and what's like actually happening too is that's what was throwing me for a loop most of the film, but I liked it and it took me all the way to the end. So it was just, I don't know, just to care. How, what was your thought process? Because like with the characters, the characters are very theatrical where you just kind of like, I want to make a very specific character that's like Dave's dad is this way, Dave's mom is this way, uh, Jackie's this way, Amy's this way, like... Were those based on people you know also, maybe? Because they seem yeah. like they're very personal, too. Well, I think that's spot on, actually. Um, um, although it's distinctly a movie, um, it, it's it's very reminiscent of our, of our plays, in a way. And some themes, they always come back. Uh, one of them is, it's in a way, it's very uh, autobiographical. Art, but that's a difficult word for me. Autobiographical. Auto Thank you. You're uh, <laughs> thank you, Matthew. Oh, <laughs> such a joke. Such a joke. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that. Um, of course, of course, you know, it's it's taken out of out of the the context of reality. It's mm -hmm. turned up a bit, but actually, uh, uh, there's a few scenes I, I really love. The the funeral director scene is definitely one of them. Uh, Tina, uh, the actress playing uh, Amy. Um, it's actually a character we had in a play, 
And I just loved that character so much. I wanted her in the movie. And Tina, she's she's dear and she's a fabulous actress. We've been working on a, at least 100 plays for the last 20 years. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah, she's a co-founder of, of the company I, I work uh, for. And um, and the, actually, my, my father died three years ago. And mm. it was uh, the first time was uh, at this confrontation with funeral directors. Okay. And more or less, this is what happened more or less yeah they they find out if you're insured they find out how much they try to sell you yeah. stuff it's and they try to do this with a, you know and i'm, I'm this, sure this half-hearted compassion or something like that Ooh, kind of half hard, i would say a quarter quarter yeah. <laughs> uh, i wouldn't say half quarter uh, so it's a bit that and i was quite shocked with it and and i i tried to deal with with this uh, things these things in my work and uh, I had a friend like Shecky once. It didn't go that far, but I, I had a friend, well, we all did. So it's it's yeah, quite. We, we probably still do. <laughs> Sorry, was that? We probably still do have friends like Jackie. Uh, most no, of the time. not anymore. Not anymore, uh, though. Except for that actor. Except for him. <laughs> that actually is no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, just the, the the characters in in like in when I'm watching the film, it, it kind of reminds me of like you have that kind of like. Uh, Jean-Pierre Genou type look to it. It kind of has that delicatessen, City of Lost <laughs> Children type look to it, where it feels very lived in, but it also feels grimy and dirty. And like, were did were were you specifically looking like how disgusting can we make things? Because I think the outside of the things that are kind of like you know not sure what's really going on, especially the the party scene where that and that take. I mean. I guess we'll go back forward. We'll go back and forward a little bit. Sure. Was was that party scene kind of? It seemed like it was one take. Like the way you were filming oh, that and the way you did it, it 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 kind of tricked the eye a little bit because you're going from place to place to place. I'm sure there's definitely some trickery going on, but it it just reminded me of like a one solid, fluid, weird take. Uh, and uh, from from your from your surprise, I assume it probably wasn't, but it definitely looked like it was. Well, well, well. Actually, we were there, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, 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 well, this is the thing. It's, uh, I, I've loved films, movies, I, I think, all my life. Um, I often tell people the, uh, there was a period when I was uh, for four years more or less unemployed, mm -hmm. and I saw three to five movies a day, which was a great period. Uh, but of course, watching movies is different than making them. Yeah. So you have all these ideas, especially when you're on a shoestring budget. And um, for example, for that scene, I wanted to one take, and we actually did it. We have three and a half. Uh, we did three times in one take, and then we yeah. have a take, and then we just have to stop. You know, the day was over. Uh, I was so tired. Uh, and, you and were it, tired. Just, yeah, I was. I was so tired, uh, as you can tell, because we have a bit of video here. Mm -hmm. As you can tell from my uh, no athletic athletic frame. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, that, well, that's well, not good showing like, off or anything like that. It's like, like looking right in the mirror. <laughs> it's my speaking image right there. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not physically, I'm, I'm not equipped to work uh, 14 hours a day. So I was that tired. And, um, and you have a take in which some things are good. And you have another take in which other things are good. And it took some persuasion of movie director friends of mine, uh, Jonas Kovarts, who did the movie Cub. Mm -hmm. um he said to me just cut it up 
the 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 woman uh, Kim who did the uh, the the montage uh, the editing. Mm-hmm. She's she's truly fabulous, and she said, "Just cut it up a bit. It will speed up a bit. It will be fine." So it's like one of those kill your darlings, but it actually was one shot, and she did the editing so well that you have still this feeling mm-hmm. of of a, a one take, which is quite nice. The other thing I'm quite surprised with, honestly, uh, there's so many reviews came out and user comments about the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and most of them write also some are really very well written and pleasantly written mm-hmm. and and they're a joy to read yeah but the 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 griminess and the dirtiness and the aesthetics of the filth it's like a red thread well i wouldn't say thread it's like a quagmire running through all these reviews mm-hmm. and i was a bit honestly a bit surprised by it because i love this aesthetic of of this worn down and living mm-hmm. things we've been our, indulging ourselves in it in the theater for like the last 10 12 years this has become our aesthetic and um and we love this this look that it feels not like stagey but real and i was surprised that so many people find it so filthy and so but but enjoyable as well mm-hmm. but yeah. really filthy because the I think I saw so many movies that I loved, which are a lot filthier. I think <laughs> n- not many people can surpass the early John Water movies. Oh, I mean, yeah, which... well, that's because that's filth. And that, that's John Waters using his voice to piss people off, which I really enjoy. And that's what I admire about John Waters. I mean, you go back to Pink Flamingos or sure. anything else. It's just kind of like... The, the the grimiest like the underbelly yeah. of society all coming up you know people like divine and everything else oh and, and beautiful and, no, and those films are, are going to live forever in some kind of like underground <laughs> cinema which, which which is great i think that's that's where john came out of i'm not going to speak for john but you know hope, hopefully he doesn't mind i call him john in this interview though too so <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, but then he kind of did other things and then he goes to Serial Mom and he does more transgressive kind of things that are just like kind of things that are going to punch you in the gut a little bit. You know, it's not just kind of gross for the sake of being gross sometimes. Then it's like, well, I'm going to make Serial Mom or something like that down the line or even uh, um, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the film right now with Stephen. What's it about? What's it about? What's it about? Melanie Griffin and Stephen. Oh yeah, yeah, Cecil B. Demented. Uh, Cecil B. Demented. I couldn't think of it for some for some reason, but he's he's has a way to create these characters, and I feel like you you must be like kindred spirits with with John Waters or something, creating these crazy characters that are living on the fringes of society and everything too. But, but definitely, as as you can tell from my excited comment about Cecil B. Demented. I know. I'm I was like, what? Oh, like... <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a huge John Waters fan. And, and when I saw, I think the first movie I saw they did was Without Divine was Desperate Living mm-hmm. with uh, Edith Massey and oh my God. It's, it's so bizarre and so, it's so crazy and fun. It's fun. The dialogues are fun. The way they act, it's fun. But there's, it's, it's very, it, it's, it's on this, this weird border of real, but it's, it's played, it's theatrical, mm-hmm. but it's movie, it's done to shock, but still, it's well done in a way. It's a very weird mix of, of what the f am I looking at? And um, it's, it's, I think, it hasn't been uh, a direct. It, it didn't inspire me directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do this movie, but certainly when I saw his movies 20 years ago, it certainly inspired me to do theater 
back then in a certain way or to be to be brave or to be not to be scared not per se filthy but not to be scared to be grotesque or yeah. or to go for yeah yeah so so i wouldn't say there's a parallel between Poseidon and john waters but it certainly has its origins somewhere 20 years ago in the same kind of uh, i don't know what <laughs> yeah, well, I think the the thing too with like Amer American filmgoers and European or international filmgoers or directors for that matter is that in a lot of ways we play it very safe here in America outside of people like John Waters or even maybe earlier work by I don't know David Fincher or, or or David Lynch or anybody else like they've kind of always marched to their own drummer but European directors I think have always been like well we're going to make whatever we want because society is going to be, allow us to make these things outside of, of course, you know, in the sixties and seventies, you had, you know, your video nasties and stuff like that, but that was more like censoring movies because they were, you know, over the line and everything like that. It was more of a UK problem, but I feel like in France, Belgium, anywhere in that region, you guys are pushing the envelopes to want to make films that not only are, were you inspired by, but that you also enjoy watching. And you, I think you also enjoy kind of poking the bear too, which I really appreciate that. I don't think enough people do that anymore. They're scared to go beyond the edge of, of good taste sometimes, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um... Where do I go from there? <laughs> I know it's like it's like a, it's like that was a, almost like me throwing it back to you. I was like, oh, maybe 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 we'll have something to say about this. But uh, I, no, I, I, I never I, let me let me be clear. I've never poked a bear, and I would never push a push a push an envelope. That would be why absolutely would not. Why would anybody do? That? Why would any good artist do that to push that, an yeah, envelope sure. a little bit? Um, the the yeah the thing well I'm, I've been always I've been always fascinated in I mean I like the I like the the I like the narrative a lot I like the I like the blockbuster movies I'm I'm very broad-minded in movies I, yeah. I I watch every Marvel Marvel movie that comes out I'm just a big geek that way yeah. and I, I thoroughly enjoy them but the things that move me most are uh, the movies that don't have uh, a narrative that goes from A to Z. Actually, mm -hmm. I don't even like, well, not like is not the word. I'm, I'm especially fascinated by by stories that go from B to P, back to C and go to Y without having an A or a Z. And, you know, I don't need 26 letters. Just give me 10 letters. And I find it, I, I, I used to give as an example that I love watching uh, Korean movies without subtitles mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it can be even more abstract or symbolic. And you, and, and I, I, the thing is, I think, I think audiences are underestimated that way. Uh, I mean, obviously, on top of side, and I knew this when I made this, this is not a movie to everybody's taste, of mm -hmm. course. But, you know, when it's well made and and when it's when it makes you feel some, you know, this is important. What yeah, does it make you feel? Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always found this more interesting than uh, plot. Uh, I don't even like the idea of characters very much. Mm -hmm. I think okay. there should be characters, but I don't. You know, working with actors, I I hardly ever go into the psychology of a character. Mm -hmm. I think the actor sometimes needs to do this, and if yeah. they 
If they can't work it, I will help them. But I don't like to touch psychology too much. I like these, sometimes we call them just persona or even ghosts or shells. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, there are people who think, I think that Dave is like an absolute empty shell. I beg to differ. Yeah. I think he appears to be an empty shell. Uh, but and 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 but there's there's a there's a, a depth into Dave, but it's blocked. It's very blocked. But it has a depth to him. He has emotions, but he's having a hard time with him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because that kind of dovetails in the, into the next thing I want to ask you. One of the one of the big things that kind of uh, got me interested in the movie right away was basically him laying in a bed of his own filth, just looking like a shell, looking like a a broken toy, if you will, something to that extent. Um, and then his neighbor next door, I guess he hears his neighbor all the time watching pornography. And it's very, it's a very interesting and entertaining way to kind of introduce the world that we're about to go into a little bit. And he, he asked him to turn, turn it down or turn it off. And he says, hey, man, you know, you should try something new today. You should try something different today. And this looks like a guy who hasn't tried anything new or different in the better part of like the past 10 years or something like that. So ever since he took over this hotel. So I feel like that's an interesting thing where you're putting the plot is basically Dave tries something new. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the movie, after everything he kind of goes through, after he, you know, has somebody, has a, a person come and stay in the hotel for the first time in a long time, you know, things like that. And it's like, would Dave ever want to try anything new ever again? And does that say anything kind of about you maybe as a filmmaker with um, like trying new stuff? Like, is it scary to try new things? Is it scary to push the envelope? Is it scary to put yourself out there type thing? I think it's a, it's about the best the, the best things I ever did is is when I take uh, a leap. Mm-hmm. It's the best work. Uh, sometimes I make plays that are a bit safer. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit to this. Uh, <laughs> a bit safer. But the best work is always this this with, with a high chance of failure. Yeah. It's it's more it's more interesting the uh sometimes i write plays and we read them with the actors and i already see the play in front of me and i think no we're not gonna do it give me give me a few days i will write a new play it's 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 too safe i don't don't like that so so another thing is that you need people that uh that push you to take the sleep and this is something Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a full-time director. I have a lot of work, uh, and uh, luckily, and um, you you have to be a bit careful that you don't step into this machine of producing. Yeah. And you're very, very quickly there. If this is really your job, uh, 24 hours a day, and, and you get used to things, and it becomes a bit too easy. And before you know it, it becomes a bit boring. So you need people around you that say, no, take the leap. This is more interesting. Take the jump. Just do it. Uh, so these, these are two. So no, I'm not afraid to do it. But sometimes I have to be reminded to do it. And this movie is a very good reminder also for me. We, we just at one point took the leap. You know, people have been asking me for, for 20 years. I made some TV series, but people have been asking, but always with friends. And people have been asking me, you should make a movie. Just 
make a movie once, which is easier said than done. Of course. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but at that point, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's do it. We have two years. Let's let's find the money. Let's arrange it. Let's plan it, and let's do it. And I have no idea as not an you know official movie maker. I don't have all the tools. Yeah. Or knowledge. What do I know about lenses? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I did some photography. Yeah. You know. You're used, so to being, you have, you're used to doing a theater theater play where there is no camera. There's basically you telling the actor, "Here's motivation, sure. here's plot, act it out." But you're not recording. You're like you're not worried about framing of a scene or anything like that, or like yeah. you know making sure that this is. You, I mean, hitting a mark is still the same thing in the theater versus a movie, but there's vast differences in being on a set with making sure everything is filmed correctly. It's like, oh, well, you got to start over or something like that. You know, there's sure. a lot more, I guess, ins and outs of doing that. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's easier to correct in a play. I think that's for me, and because the plays we do are mostly very filmic, mm -hmm. so we have this advantage. Still, it's, it's a different, you know, set of tools, but yeah. um, the, the difference is, you know, if the, the, if the shooting day is over, it's, it's over. These are mm -hmm. your shots. This is what you have to work with. And and true, we don't have a camera. You know, you have the audience, and I have my eye, but it's not like I can readjust. You know, uh, but but it's uh, it's uh, I don't know where we're getting with this, but yeah, interesting, interesting. <laughs> I, I, I was just curious about like you know you 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 summed it up pretty well with just like you know taking risks and yeah. maybe seeing yourself or or, or like the uh, I guess and, and the last thing I'll kind of ask and kind of wrapping it up is. What are you hoping to for people to kind of get out of this film a little bit? Because it does, it does start. It seems like it starts in a very kind of interesting place about, hey, get over yourself, clean clean yourself up, get out of those nasty, disgusting pants and socks and everything else, and do something different. You know, stop wallowing in your own misery. That's what it kind of feels. That's that's what I was kind of getting out of the out of the film a little bit. Like a person who just is completely. It kind of reminds me a little bit of. And this is maybe uh, just kind of off base, but Kevin Smith and Clerks with Dante, he's like, I'm stuck in a rut. How do I get out of this rut? So <laughs> this is a, com a completely different thing than working at a convenience store. But it, uh, that's what I was kind of getting out of it. I'm, I'm not sure what your kind of philosophy was or what you were kind of going for. Or were you just like, I'm making some messed up stuff and you're going to like it or not type thing? Well, it's, 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 it's that and... It's that and more and less. Uh, the, the package is, you know, if we could talk, oh, when talking content about this movie, it becomes, it becomes quite hard. We can talk content about the level of uh, really story-wise or plot-wise. Yeah. You know, uh, we can talk about the content of the character or the message of the mm -hmm. movie. Uh, but I think... I think these are all possibilities, and and you know if if people Google this movie online, they will find people who actually wrote very good, very clever stuff about this, about being in aquarium aquariums, about being watched, about growing up, about death. It's a very Freudian yeah. uh, movie for sure. Uh, um, but but if if I would go to the essence of it, uh, I'm not sure I would go for. I wrote some messed up stuff, and yeah. this is your thing. <laughs> not that, but certainly there's always there's always the intent of I want to make something that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, it can have echoes of stuff that mm -hmm. remind you of other things. Not very clear. It might remind you, like you said about 
I think you said messed up ver- version or trashy version of the The Shining. Yeah. I have no problem with it being very, very uh, 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 reminiscent somewhere mm-hmm. as an echo of. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But in essence, it's I want to make something new. I want to make something special. I want to make something in this case that it's 12 o'clock at night. You're 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 watching some uh, movie on TV, and suddenly, whoop! You fall into this movie, and you think, "What is this?" And I hope that it's hypnotic enough to take you through this uh, dream of a of a or nightmare of a movie. It has the we call it the dramaturgy of the dream. It's yeah. very uh, associative, and and the, the, everything is there's, there's there's characters in it, there's plot in it. If you want it, it's in there. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to see it, you will not see it. But it's. I hope you get the uh, the dream, unicity of dream. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I it's, yeah, it's got that kind of. Sh- I mean, because the whole thing is, it just looks like it's other. Like the whole movie looks otherworldly, so it definitely mm-hmm. has that kind of dreamlike or nightmare type quality to it. And there just seems to be just like in a dream, things are happening, and you're not you're not sure why, but they're kind of an amalgamation of your day or your week or your month or your year, and I almost feel like with things that we've been going through with COVID and the pandemic, it's almost like a fever dream that we've probably already been having. So, uh, it's good to kind of have this kind of like these uh, crazy images pop up, but they're not as sad or as horrible as like the stuff we've been going through for the past like year and a half so it's almost an escape in it. I mean that's what film should be anyway it should be just a huge escape and uh this this film was it reminded me of so many different things from the from the art deco look of everything to just the 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 dreamlike atmosphere and just the things happening for reasons you're not quite understanding and to your point you can kind of piece together how you want to piece it together it's uh, one of those films where people who don't like to be like a spoon fed something we're like oh, sure. I'm good it's, it's like i mean you you get out of the film what you want to get out of the film it could be a deep super metaphorical meaning to you or it could be like this guy's having a horrible day <laughs> either one like that sure is. <laughs> well uh thanks steph for uh sitting down and uh chatting about this movie it was i i hope a lot more eyes get to Get, get get on this film because it's definitely an experience and it's unlike a lot of the other films that were programmed for Fantasia too. So thank you for creating something that's uh, just out there. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the kind words, Matthew, and for the, uh, for the podcast. Excellent. Well, thanks everybody for listening to another uh, interview here on Simplistic Reviews. Uh, I will have a link posted below. Um, anything you want to say? Any parting words, Steph, for for uh, our in, our listening public? I guess. I did not prepare anything. Do do I will uh, uh, have fun? There everyone. you go. That's it. Have, have fun, everyone. Bye <laughs> bye, everyone. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks again, and I'll see everybody later for another podcast.